Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Reviews from the Clubhouse. As always, brought to you by Clubhouse Films. We're your hosts, James McDuffie, and... Pause for dramatic effect. Christopher Nolan. Oh, Mr. Nolan, how great it is to have you here. Thank you. Sure. Your your film was... What film? Absolutely stunning. I've talent. never made a movie before my entire life. Absolutely stunning. A true spectacle that will indeed save modern cinema from this tragic, tragic blow that the entire world has suffered from. Um, I can say firsthand <laughs> that I've enjoyed your work <laughs> and uh, your your vast imagination. The complexity behind your films is truly remarkable. Thanks. Thank you. All right, we got a fresh hot bonus episode. Bonus, because you know theaters are open and good movies are coming out. Well, this, yeah, good. It's all subjective, but no, uh, no, if you don't agree that this movie is good. Are being released, and by films I mean a singular film called Tenet. Tenet, uh, written and directed by the Christopher Nolan. Um, That's me. Yeah. So <laughs> we don't have any. We don't have any news for you guys. So we're just gonna jump right into it. Yeah. This um, movie was great. Goodbye. I saw it on Monday. You saw it yesterday. Yesterday being Tuesday. Tuesday, Tuesday yeah. It is Wednesday. Or, uh, yeah, September 2nd. Great. Almost at August. I know that time. basically the reviews are non-existent until we release our podcast, so... Yeah, uh, I figured how we usually do the show, we do like non-spoilers and spoilers at the end. Yeah. I think this should all be non-spoilers. Shit. Because, why? <laughs> well, I mean, because... I'll try. Like, it's the one movie that's out. You that's know what I mean? true. God damn, you're right, Chance. Other than like New Mutants. Have you seen that yet? No, I don't know. I'm I'm still. Well, I think it has it released yet. To, yeah, it came it did? out. It came out. Yeah, it came out like last week or something. Shit, like that. I didn't hear anything August. about it. Does but, it have a good score or anything? Or yeah, I don't know if I want to though. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so yeah, we're talking about tenant here. I got the. Uh, you got your synopsis. Synopsis. God, it's got a thirty-three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's terrible. All right. Anyways. What New Mutants? <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I feel like it's like the popular thing though to like. Shit. Dog on yeah, shit movies. on these movies. Just shit on them. Well, it's the last one that Fox is gonna do, so Yeah. It's still pretty. Anyways. <laughs> that's amazing to me, man. That franchise started twenty years ago. Didn't it? And Did it? Yeah. The first oh, X Men came yeah, out. Yeah, you're right. First X Men came out in fucking two thousand. And now look at it. It just went out with a with a whimper. It was like one of the oldest superhero franchises. This is how it ends. Not with a bang, but with a whimper. It went out like a wet fart. Uh, maybe it's the opposite. It went up like a wet fart? No, I meant what I said. <laughs> God, <laughs> that's disgusting. All right. All right. Here's the synopsis. But first, be sure to check us out on social media. Absolutely. Uh, we got, Absolutely. We got uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter. Check us out at Reviews from the Clubhouse. Um, we release new episodes every Wednesday morning, so... If you guys want to email in, Stay email tuned. some, like, do, like, a Q&A or some shit like that. Ask us some questions. Yeah, or if you just uh, want to talk. Yeah. Tell us how much we suck or how much we don't suck. Yeah. Either and one. if you're on Apple iTunes and you listen to us there, be sure to drop us a review. Yeah, a hot speckin' review. It could be good or bad. Yeah. I think it helps us out either way. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> Armed with only one word, tenant. 
and fighting for the survival of the entire world, a protagonist journeys through a twilight world of international espionage on a mission that will unfold in something beyond real time. Dun, dun. Short and sweet. Yeah. Pretty. I don't know. I don't know how to talk. How about do we this start movie this off without spoiling it? Yeah, um, that's why. That's what I'm saying. Uh. Well, first of all, my first note, which is a non-spoiler, and this kind of goes back to like at least Dunkirk for sure. But Christopher, what you haven't seen yet, but Christopher Nolan's movies, you get like one little, little like studio thing and then boom, the movie opens. Mm-hmm. It's the same for Dunkirk and it's the same for this one. And it's just like, it's like it's black and then something is immediately on screen and it's, the movie's yeah. going. The prologue, I was, I was in, I was in. Yeah. Like, it, like, um, Luba Goranson, I think that's how you say his name. Yeah, Garana. I think so. I have no clue. Um, he did the score for this movie, and the score was just thunderous. It was just banging. Like in the in the, in the prologue, I was. Hans Zimmer was, didn't do the score for this. Uh-uh. Uh, what? He, he this turned, is like the first he, one. Uh, he turned Nolan down because he wanted to do Dune. Oh shit! Oh, did you see? Like, did you get a preview for it? Yeah. Yeah, we got a little. Like literally, as as we sit now, I look over at my wife, and I'm like, like I wonder if we're gonna get the teaser to Dune. And then I see, I see, and I see the desert. I'm like, oh shit! I see Timothy Chalamet. But it's just a teaser for the trailer. Yeah, a teaser for the teaser. The actual trailer doesn't drop until the ninth. The ninth, yeah. Yeah. But everybody looked badass. Sure did. Jason Momoa without a beard looks fucking weird. Every time they release new images of Oscar Isaac from that movie, he just keeps tweeting it. Like the last picture that came out, it was it was Oscar Isaac and he has some binoculars and he's in like that armor. Yeah. And uh Josh Josh Brolin's behind him and he tweeted and the caption was wow in all caps. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so funny. But, well that's um, his boyfriend. Yeah. Well I did you see speaking of I guess this is news in the middle of the review. But um John Boyega just kinda like called out Disney for like What did he say? Yeah. He said that is not. He basically said, "This is this is paraphrasing. It's not cool to hype up an ethnic character or like a um, yeah, just an ethnic character mm-hmm. to hype them up in the marketing and all that kind of stuff, and claim that that character is going to be like a like a like a uh, linchpin in the overall story, and then end up getting pushed to the side." Is he referring to his character? Or is I he, can only assume. Is he referring to Rose? I don't know. I can only assume. Yeah, I don't know. Um, That's because, interesting. I mean, he's not yeah. wrong. Yeah, he's not. Because when you look at, like I've said this before, like The Last Jedi, I like that movie. I think Ryan Johnson did a great job with that movie. Shot beautifully. Yeah, it but is pretty good. There are, like, it's not a perfect film. And I, I like it so much that I am able to critique it and still be like, yeah, it's, I mean, not perfect but right. there's some stuff that needs to be improved like all the rose tico and finn stuff like they just completely wasted those characters yeah finn made no character progression from number the seven awakens to number to, yeah he was in the he was still the same dude like just wanting to run away from the fight and he's only cared about ray like right. all that shit that he did with rose to save the fleet wasn't necessarily for the fleet it was because ray had a fucking gps that would bring her right there. And ultimately, if they got destroyed, she would get destroyed. Right. So, like, until the rise of Skywalker, Finn is just a very selfishly motivated person. He sure is. And he doesn't, like, it's, I don't, and then I he don't goes, know why we need two movies 
right. and then like and, and they immediately get, switch him around in the moment yeah and in the moment he, Boom, the right. moment he finds his spark in the last jedi is because benicio del toro's character is basically like yeah i mean you guys you just basically pay each other back and forth to blow each other up it which just, is which is war yeah it's war yeah but not that Finn's it's like, right uh we're gonna win. We're gonna blow them up first because you know we're the good guys, and then that pisses him off so much, right? That he decides he's like, you know what? I think I am about this rebel shit. I think I am fully. Anyway, it's yeah. just really depressing. I, I really wonder what J.J. Abrams would have done if he did. Yeah, they set up so much shit. That he set up Finn being force sensitive. It's and, but it's so good the way and then, like, like and then the fucking shoot like a heel turn out of nowhere into the force awakens or in the rise of skywalker and finn's over here using the force and shit yeah it's, it's a feeling i'm like what bro so like <laughs> you over here sensing shit i mean like, he, he's he was legit like leia did that but that's she was leia she's always been leia though she's a skywalker Ooh. she's luke's twin Ooh. sister that i mean that shit's in their blood yeah they're no, like finn finn might be force sensitive kind of and then not really and then psyche is Psych. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, we tricked um, you guys. We would, we're not talking about Tenet at all today. Yeah, <laughs> all um, Star Wars. I don't know how to. Okay, from a technical standpoint, this movie is shot beautifully. Like you, you can yeah. expect nothing less from Christopher Nolan. Um, it's it's such a it's such a like the espionage, globe trotting. Like we're going to all these different destinations and we're seeing all these beautiful things like there's a scene mm-hmm. where where they're like um they're sailing and yeah on the wind though, the windsurfing things even yeah 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 and even though there like it wasn't necessarily an action scene like it was very, it's still got it's still it's like tense. The, the, yeah the pacing yeah. of this movie it just it just moves and moves and moves and, which you're and right the there's no are, there's no like uh haste for that like there's no reason for it to be like a suspenseful moment or anything but like they're still doing something you know dangerous i guess and it's still fun and exciting to it's watch. still spy shit you know what i mean yeah. like spies and villains out on the open sea pretending like they don't know who each other are and but like yeah stuff. this movie is shot really um, well i uh i don't so i saw this movie in dolby and for a while i thought it was the theater i was in like maybe it was just too loud but mm-hmm. from everything that i've seen for some reason nolan decided to mix this movie very weird like the dialogue and all the talking is at like the bottom of the mix and then everything else like the music is blaring over what people are saying and right like some of the background like ambient noise it could be like it could be what you saw blaring over yeah. but like from every thing i've read online like now like now that i've seen it i started reading some of the reviews and like they all Pretty much said the same. Like it's pretty, yeah. it's kind of it's kind of hard to completely understand what people were saying in some parts, and the pace the pacing of this film does kind of have like a breakneck pace. I feel like it's a lot faster paced than Inception, but I don't know. I mean, I've seen Inception a million times, and I've only seen it like once. When I, when all the way I saw, yeah, when I seen Tenet once, it kind of like fucking flew by. Yeah, it's two hours and twenty minutes, but um, I feel like this movie's a lot. Like it, it moves a lot quicker, and um, then then Inception, but because like an Inception, once they go into the dream, shit really kicks off. Yeah, but that's like not until an hour in. But um, I will say like the first act of this movie is a little bit confusing. 
just because oh my god we're going, we're going from yeah. place to place talking to, to, to people to people it jumps like, yeah and from it's kind of like it's kind of like who like what the fuck like who like you know it's your typical spy shit like i was saying like oh well you want to get to the man well you have to talk to the man's right hand man and then once you get to his right hand man you have to talk to his left hand man <laughs> his left hand man <laughs> and then yeah and it's just a lot of that and then after you talk <laughs> to the left hand man you have to go to this place then you can get to the man and i'm like all right cool but like once like you know what i mean like cool it's a lot of it's a lot of that i i bet you that's how it's like in real. i mean you do have to jump through a lot of hoops in yeah, life to so. get to people especially people like that um I was, yeah, I was really confused, I think, in the beginning. And, and like, yeah, it jumps from location to location, but I don't think that necessarily means it's a bad thing. I my I think my biggest thing, when I find a movie is really stale, it's because if the location is nowhere, and it's the same thing over and over again. generic texts to tell you where you are. Yeah. Like Dubai. Yeah. And huge white letters that take up the entire screen. Yeah. Yeah. The Walking Dead kind of ran into that issue. It was like... Like in season three, I think. Uh, do you watch Walking Dead? Have you seen I it? I did up until spoilers. When Glenn died. Oh that season, my god! I haven't seen that. When that season, well, it's a man. So. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, that, I don't really care. I yeah, I pieced <laughs> out. Like that show started getting bad after. I think after they left the prison. See, there that's you when go. It started going downhill. Like that whole season is like, when all right, we find Rick this lost prison. His marbles and he's just running through this prison yeah. with a hacksaw. He's like, we find this prison, we're going to stay here, but then we're going to go to the town, and then we're going to miss the people at the town, so we're going to go back to the prison, and then they're going to attack us at the prison, so we're going to go back to the town again. Governor. Oh my god, it's just the same shit all the time. Yeah. It gets annoying. All that Terminus shit was weird, too. Did you see all that? Like the cannibals? The Walking Dead? No, huh? Yeah. Was... I don't know if I ever got to that part. I, I That's when Carol that. shows up with that fucking bazooka, and she like... Blows up some shit and breaks them out. Yeah. And I have no fucking clue. I, I gave up. All <laughs> that sounds ridiculous. Yeah, I gave up big time. Because Carol <laughs> left. And then she, I don't remember how. Is she, she the one with the out. short hair? Yeah. Okay. Her daughter was. The one that. Uh, was in that barn. And he, the. Sophia. Uh, Norman Reedus likes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. I, I remember that. Norman uh, Reedus. <laughs> um, anyways, back to Tenet. Um, first of all, I, I do want to say, first of all, <laughs> whatever. Uh, I want to say. See this movie in the theaters. Yes. Do you find the biggest oh and my loudest God. the biggest screen and loudest speakers? And if you, you can't can possibly find still see it in yes. theaters. Like support first of all, support the theaters. Because if we don't, we're at a very pivotal moment where like they're kind of begging us to go see stuff in theaters. I we got a commercial with Chris Pine talking um with a Wonder Woman trailer over it, like saying like this, the image was really small. It was like the size of a phone, and it zoomed in closer and closer and closer, and then filled up the entire screen. And he's just like, "See it the way it's meant to see. Like you're meant to see it, not on a small screen, not on your phone, not on a TV." I keep seeing like TikToks. fucking see it in theaters. I keep seeing TikToks with people like it was like uh, it's like me and my boyfriend trying to make me go see Tenet. I'm like, babe, we have to see this movie. He's like, I'm not <laughs> waiting for it to come out on VOD because that's not how Christopher Nolan intended it to be seen. Damn straight. Okay? And I'm like, that's real shit. It's like, you know, Christopher Nolan and like the other person that comes out, out of, you know, just jumps right in my face. Like who's said a lot about seeing stuff in theaters is, um, Tarantino. Nope. Mm. Fuck. <laughs> Tom Cruise. Nope. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. You see that video? He, he's went and saw tenant in China. Oh, really? That. Yeah. Him and uh, Christopher McQuarrie, um, the guy that 
wrote and directed the last two Mission Impossibles, and he's mm-hmm. going to do the next two Mission Impossibles. God, um, I can't believe there's they so went, They went to a theater together to see it, and uh, it was like, you see Tom Cruise, he's sitting in the car, he's got his mask on or whatever, and somebody's recording it. <laughs> like, what are we doing? And he gets out of the car, he's like, finally. And there's a, there's a poster for Tenet outside the theater. He goes, back in the theaters. And he sits down and he watches the whole movie. And then uh, it cuts to like when the movie's over and he's like leaning forward and he's watching. And then he's like, what'd you think? He's like, I loved it. I thought it was beautiful. <laughs> and I'm like, it's too Tom Cruise, man. Like, But those are, I mean, that's his kind of shit, though. You know, action thrillers. See it in theaters. Just yeah. just do yourself a favor. Tom just Cruise said it. So, you, you yeah. Know, you don't, you don't want to disobey mr cruz that's right he'll fucking kill you yeah um he'll ethan hunt you let's talk about the action like the action yes. oh, is man. great the gunshots when they shoot best feeling like of an actual to real life of an actual gun firing yeah, especially the you get the rumble of the yeah uh, yeah like uh there's like a they, sequence is i feel like they use like blanks like real actual blank firing weapons so we, we know that this movie is about time manipulation yeah and I guess we've seen this in the trailer, but like there's a there's a sequence where two people are fighting and one person is moving forward through time and another person is moving backwards through time. And it was probably the most mind fucking thing I've ever seen because like I was talking to my cousin about it, like sometimes in this movie when shit's moving backwards, you don't really perceive that it's mo- like, you know, that there's something weird about it. Yeah. And you're like, this looks strange. And then you realize that they're moving backwards, like especially like that fight because like it was like one person is throwing an inverted punch so like the punch has already landed right. and like and they have coming... to go through the motions of making the connection and then pulling it back and then like it was just like like uh i do and that leads me into my other thing i don't know how the fuck they shot this movie like continuity the two people who i feel the worst for is the continuity director and the fucking editor Mm. like oh my god it must have been a nightmare Uh, i can't remember the lady's name that edited this movie Uh, i saw i saw an interview or i read an interview from from her and she was saying how um this was jennifer lame what has she done ouch that's a great question uh, she's done Hereditary, uh-huh. Manchester by the Sea, A Marriage Story. Okay, yeah. So she was saying and that she got really overwhelmed by um, the action sequences. I can imagine, this. yeah. And she said that Nolan was like, he's like, hey, it's okay. He was like, the plot and the narrative are always what drives all the scenes. So as long as you're like, don't get overwhelmed by necessarily what you're seeing, because what it's about is this and you know what it's about so you can easily just and she was, she said it gave her a lot of like courage and and i think that's so it. important like to for a director like you should first of all your crew should be involved as as much as they can through the entire process especially your editor like i think your editor should be on set when you're filming as much as they can i know like so, uh uh what's his name what's his name bong joon ho yeah, he was talking about how different they make movies in Korea. He was saying like their editors are on set and they they're editing. Be. They're editing as they're filming. Yeah, they edit on the so fly. So like they'll shoot yeah. the scene and then they'll be like, "Is it good?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And then they'll they'll dump the footage over to yeah. the fucking corner and they're just sitting there. You do it as you go. Noah Baumbach does that too. He edits as he goes. Yeah, he does. 
and, and like be close with your editor and like as as much as your crew as you can because it's really important. It it just you know makes the end product a thousand times better. Um, and like eliminates you know confusion. Yeah, I know like I know that. that like filmmaking is so like when people hear filmmaking, it's like it is this grandiose thing, right? But if you have ever actually worked on a film set, it is still work. It's still a yeah, job. It's still like, a it's job. still a job. You still you still like when you clock out at the end of the day, you still have a certain amount of things that you had to have done. Right. By the end of the you day. You may be like working you, 12 or 14 hour have, days. Yeah, I mean, you have to send those dailies every right. fucking day yeah. to the studio. So, I mean. If you're not familiar what the term daily is, uh, a daily is like uh, basically that you send to like producers or executives showing you your progress for the day, yeah, like whether that's footage that day, yeah. or, you know, your pre-production timeline or your post-production work that you're doing. Uh, how much money you've spent that day. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a huge one. Um, yeah, but the action damn yeah so yeah. good um the fist fight combat like i watched the the featurette and they were talking about i haven't how, watched that yet oh uh, they're talking about the they were talking first. about john david washington's physicality and and how this was a f- very physically demanding role yeah it seems he's like, like it. he's like yeah no one's ever thrown an inverted punch so how do you do that and how do you make it real and he's like literally he was like these stunt dudes have been working in the business for 15 20 years and they were learning I'm sure they were stumped yeah, yeah. and um because like did they film this like all forward and then run the footage backwards no no they filmed it moving forward once and then they filmed it again moving backwards so how they did, do you do that they did i don't know man what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah so i wouldn't even know how to approach that but i'm sure like but the prep. thing is is like i'm it's sure like, fuck, like prep, prep, prep. yeah it's like 99 percent prep work i mean pre-production must uh be. yeah john david washington said that after he read the script and he agreed to do it, he said Chris Nolan looked at him and was like, "It's gonna be hard." He said he said it just like that. <laughs> it's gonna be hard. I mean, but I mean, like, like, he seems like I'd a love cool dude. the performances in this movie. John David Washington, uh, Robert Pattinson, and Elizabeth Debicki, and Kenneth Branagh. Kenneth Branagh is a very good bad guy. In this this oh. is the second the second evil Russian he's played in a spy movie. Who is he, the first? Um, that Jack Ryan movie with uh oh, with fucking Chris Jack Pine. Ryan Shadow Recruit yeah yeah with Chris Pine. and uh, I and uh, seen that. what's her name Kira Knightley yeah he's Shit, like Ryan, he's like know. a uh, my favorite line from that movie is is from Kenneth Branagh he goes you think this is game Jack <laughs> oh shit that was Quicksilver yeah 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 fuck. Aaron Taylor Johnson yeah yeah I was trying to Eves. think who the fuck that was and I'm yeah. like his beard is throwing me off yeah. and he is jacked. Well, I mean, he got jacked for, for like playing Quicksilver. Mm. Fuck. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I was trying to think the entire time. Um, um yeah, I, I said like in my notes, I said that, yeah, Kenneth Rana, it best villain portrayal in a film I've ever seen. Like he's like, the most believable. You can tell that he's, he's eating it up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that he's having a good time with the material he has. But he's not, like, he's not that typical over-the-top Bond villain. No, huh? But he's, like, he's, like, it's, like, his intensity is there, but he's so calm. Like, he's, like, he's playing right in between those yeah. two, like, and it's, like, perfect. It's yeah, like and then, perfect. like, you do get a scene of him, like, snapping a bit. Yeah, yeah. And freaking out, and like he yells, and like he doesn't even say anything. He just goes. He makes like an R noise. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's crazy, <laughs> but that's so real. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, when you get mad, like sometimes you just can't help but like yeah. let that aggression out. Man. Um. What else? What What else you got? Cause I got a ton of notes. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, oh man, I'll spit them off. 
First of all, the practical effects. Who Chance and I were talking about this. I think Chance said like they shot this film at least ninety percent of it practically, and uh, in that featurette they were like, "Yeah, I haven't seen a green screen at all." Like, on that's, set. that's fucking nuts. So yeah, sometimes they shot, they shot everything in camera, right? And then just enhance some stuff with some CGI. And in camera literally means like in camera. Because Nolan's like, camera. Nolan's like, I I believe that an audience is always able to identify when an image is animated versus photographed. Of course. So we try to do practical effects and do everything in camera. <laughs> and it's it's so good. The best um, the best explanation that I've seen for like people who you know don't really know much about how like films are made was done by uh, these guys called corridor crew. If you're not familiar, corridor crew is on YouTube and they do like some awesome breakdowns, like VFX breakdowns, stuntman breakdowns. They also make like other videos and stuff like that on their channel. But they said that, you know, an audience nowadays, like ever since at least like the nineties when like blue and green screen was starting to be used more you know, frequently an audience isn't stupid anymore. They can tell like when you're climbing up the side of a mountain and you cut to a wide shot, like they know, like they, the actor probably wasn't climbing on the mountain, like in mission impossible. Is it fallout? The newest one mm-hmm. and when, mission impossible too. Right. So like when they jump out of that plane with, um, Henry Cavill and they're skydiving and it's like these purple red thunderstorms. That's all CGI. That's all CGI. But they really jumped. But out. But they really point. jumped out. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like, the audience is able to tell. So I get where Nolan is coming from. Like, he wants to shoot everything in camera and practically because it's you know the audience will be like, what the fuck? How the fuck did they do that? Like, they'll be able to tell the difference. I, and you really can. I love practical. Think, just thinking back on this movie, man. Um. I was like, like I said, the beginning is a little hard to follow. Yes. But I kind of just sat back and I allowed, because this movie is very plot driven. If if I have any gripe about the movie per se, it's just like the characters are kind of just characters. They're uh, they're they're not very three dimensional. Um, but the 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 story, the movie is is plot driven for sure. Yes, it's not it's really about, about the, plot. the characters. It's, yeah, and uh, like like John David Washington's character doesn't even have a name. His right. name is the protagonist, and um. I guess if I were to complain, or if I had two complaints, it'd be that and the sound mixing. Because I I was, like, half the time I'm just sitting there, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck anybody's saying right now. Because right. I can't hear them. Don't but, get me wrong. Christopher Nolan, in my opinion, of course, has never made a bad film. Yeah, I Everything agree. that I've seen, uh, There's not one movie that of his that I've watched and be like, that's bad. But, but like, there are there movies are bad, of his... Yeah. There are movies of his that I don't think are, like the greatest yeah like like this you know this i've only got three things that i don't like um the pacing in the middle and we kind of talked about this somewhat slow um yeah my wife said it was she said it was slow but she said it was like a slow burn that led to like a huge bang right uh, of course yeah um and he's really good at that he's really good at doing that like dunkirk is probably his slowest film he's ever made like there's almost no intensity in that. Um, I mean, there is, of course, but like, it's still really good, but that's a really good one about character development because like you do, you follow a few different characters in the film and it's really good. Um, we were talking about the train scene, like where they're yelling and they can't hear. I actually don't like those shots. They, the grade looks really weird yeah, yeah. and 
I don't know why. Um, Did you understand the symbolism in that scene? How so? The two trains, they're moving at different. They're moving at the same time, but they're moving in different directions. No, oh, I, so, didn't, I didn't notice that. Inversion. I'm not really good at catching some of that stuff on the first I love, watch. I love shit like that. Um, it really, that's it. That, I mean, that's it. Um, story. Yeah, I mean, the story's a little hard to follow, but. But again, like that, that's a good thing and that's a bad thing. It's a good thing because that makes your film rewatchable. But I will say, like, the first half is a little confusing. Yes, but it by is. The, but by the end of the movie, I don't. I wasn't confused at all. No. By the end, I knew, I understood the entire thing. I was right. Like, oh, okay, okay, cool. And that's a good. And uh, it's amazing that he's able to write, direct, and produce something on this scale yeah like a plot on this scale and like you don't leave the theater going huh like right. don't get me wrong chris nolan mind fucked me for about two <laughs> hours and 20 minutes but when i came out i was like wow that was uh that was pretty good especially like it's it, the movie has so much spectacle but it's like it's spectacle on on like such a sophisticated level right that like because I always say, like, you know, like, action without narrative purpose or, like, or that doesn't have anything to do. It's not Action to for the, the sake of action. It's just visual noise. Yeah. Just like the Transformers movies. There's just explosions and, like, fireworks going off. They pander to and the just like, people who like that. Like, what am I? Yeah. And, like, what am I looking at? Kind of like the Fast and Furious movies. Oh, fuck me. I like hate those, those fucking those, movies. Those, those empty calorie just explosions and fights and and this movie's not like that at all no um everything like, has a like meaning and a purpose the setup to, to the highway sequence before, yeah like when that scene starts yeah and uh that's a good scene john david washington starts starts doing his thing and and uh <laughs> he did a little dance there just like he starts doing dance. his thing you know what i mean i don't want to say anything so he starts climbing on something right, right. he's doing all that and i'm like like uh the that song that travis scott made the plan yes that beat started and it was yeah. like doom, 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 doom. and I was like oh shit because like, I knew what scene it was because it was the freeway because oh, I seen in the trailer and the music started and I'm like fuck <laughs> like the score is great like how like it's got like that weird time so sound to it like the score hasn't been officially released yet because yeah. the movie doesn't come out till the 9th but I've been checking how did we see it early because it was early there were early screen, yeah, early access screenings: the thirty first, the first, and the second. What? Yeah, yeah, we saw it early. What? <laughs> what? So Fuck yeah, me. my this mind review, was just blown again. <laughs> this review will inversion. Fuck. Um, this review will. Uh, <laughs> this review will come out. Shit! Now we gotta make before. this even funnier. Um, no, like when, so when we got home, right? My wife's, uh, like one of her, like hair clip things. You know what I mean? The things that look like no. Yes, clams. I know. Exactly what you're about. I don't yeah. know what the fuck they're called. So hair, she hair had clips. one of those, right? She has one of those. And we Barrettes, come home. the metal one. It's like plastic. Let's really spend time on this. We come home, and my my dog like chewed up to bits. It was everywhere. And she was pissed. She's like, "Obi, what the fuck?" So she's picking up the pieces, and she goes into the bedroom, and then there's another one sitting on the table. She was uh -oh. like, "I only had one of these," and I was like, and she looks at me, <laughs> and she holds up the one that was like not broken, and she just and she looks me dead in my eyes. Like as soon as we got home from the theater, she was. Inversion. <laughs> I was like, get the <laughs> fuck out of here. And I was like, you had to have had two. <laughs> like, what do you mean? But it was just the funniest oh, shit. Her mind was blown. She's inversion. Let <laughs> me get that shit out of here. Fuck. Uh, and like creatively, they do a really good job of of visually telling you who's inverted and who's not because people who are inverted have to wear those, yeah. those masks. Yeah, they and do. Like, it's easy for you to not 
get confused as to who is who. Yes. Um, so and who looking, was where, I guess. Looking through my notes here. I've got some other stuff. I've got some just just stuff that I wrote down while I was watching that. Like, just John David Washington, he has such a calm voice. Mm. Like, it's always, like, just so soft. And, like, I couldn't imagine him yelling, really, like, at someone. There's a line that he says that I really love. Uh, and he first goes into the kitchen, and those dudes are staring at him, and he's like, I ordered my hot sauce an hour. Yeah. I thought that was a great line. And then Well, he's got another good one when he meets up. So Michael Caine is briefly in this film, and Mm. and you said you went to the bathroom during this scene, so you probably didn't hear it, but... Which I don't know why you go to the bathroom, or whatever. Uh, to, but he he to go to the toilet. he sits down, and the the maitre d is like coming over to him, and he's like, John David Washington looks at what Michael Caine is eating, and he goes, Oh yeah, I have one of those. I'll, I'll have one of those, and he goes, All right, I'll send the waiter, and he says, Don't send the waiter, just put the order in. Mm. <laughs> it's such good writing, like what a uh, douche. <laughs> right, so when I was leaving, I saw that part and oh, I yeah. stopped. And I was like on the ramp to leave. Yeah. And um, I left like pretty much when he's once John David Washington sat down is when I left. The last part of the screen uh, I saw was Michael Kango. Oh, so you. So and he was talking and I just left. He, he goes like this. He goes. So as soon as he leaves, like he meets with Michael Kane and he's about to leave. He stands up. His food hasn't come yet. And his food gets there right as soon as he's leaving. And the guy's like what the fuck? And so he goes, can you box that up for me? And, and the matron, he goes, certainly not. And the scene cuts to another. Certainly not. Certainly not. Why not, bitch? <laughs> if I'm paying for it, what difference does it fucking make? Right. Fuck. Can you box that up for me? Um, certainly not. <laughs> certainly not. Um, yeah, it's just such, such good shit. I mean, like, uh, I don't even know. Apparently it took him he, he was working on and off of this script for the past 10 years. I'm sure he was. How the fuck? Like, f- I, I can only hope. Like, for uh, Interstellar, one of my favorite movies, he consulted with actual physicists, yeah, 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 yeah. like, to make sure that what they were doing was right and accurate. Yeah, yeah. I can only think that they did the same for this. They'd have to, right? Because it just works so well. One of the best reviews I saw right before I went into the movie is a quote from that, from the scientist lady, the chick from Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. And uh, the quote was, don't try to understand it, feel it. And I was like, all right, I'm ready. That's why, like, when it, when, when I was, when I got lost, yeah. I was like, all right, well, this is whatever. Nolan. I know he'll reel me yeah. back in. And if not, no way, I'm not going to see this movie again. Right. So I'll just keep watching it till I understand right. it. I've got other notes. Most of them are spoilers, so I won't mention them. But the last thing I want to say is I'm liking 2020 for the aspect of there's a lot of Indian actors who are getting some good work in major Hollywood films. This is not the only one, like Extraction. Is that the, is that the right one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, The Old Guard. Boom, another one. Yeah. And like one of the, I guess, main characters in this film is she's Indian. And it's awesome. It's great. I mean, there's a lot of good talent over in Bollywood. And it's cool to see that, you know, a lot of these Indian actors are getting work in some. uh, Bollywood is actually major motion pictures. I didn't realize how big Bollywood was until. I mean, it's huge. Right around the time Aladdin was coming out. It's the third biggest market. And I was like, oh, damn. I mean,. India alone has a billion people. I mean, they have to have some. I mean, as far over as cinema a goes, people. it's really like what, like China, USA, India, and India. Yeah. yeah, 
I mean, those are the three big players. Now, you know, of course, film doesn't really count. You know, the box office doesn't really count so much over in India. But, I mean, we really measure it off of the, the Chinese box office. It's usually but, domestically in, in yeah. the Chinese box office. See this fucking movie. Yes, absolutely. It's so good. Um, see it twice. See it See it as many times as you can. Yeah. You're going to need I'm seeing it again this weekend. Are you really? Yeah, I'm seeing it someday. This time I'm going to see it in IMAX. Okay. Climax. I think I saw Inception like three or four times when that first came out. Shit. Dude, I was... Because I didn't... The first time I saw it, I didn't understand it. Because we were, what, like 16 when it came out or whatever? Something like that. What year did it come out? 2010. Sounds about right. Yeah, so I was like, what? Like, I was like, I know that I'm looking at a masterpiece, but I don't really understand how. But Can't grasp the Just concept. but this movie, though. I mean, you know, I haven't been to the movies. The last time I went to the I can't theater, remember. other than Monday, was January 25th. I remember it because my A-list keeps track of <laughs> the tickets I buy. What was it? What did the you gentleman. see? The Gentleman. Oh, you saw The Gentleman. Fucking January. Yeah. It was forever was ago. a long time. Because I went on there and it was like your past six month history and it was nothing there. And I was like, wow. like no way. I know I've been to the movies this year, but it was past the 25th. So it was no longer six months. So it was like 12 month history. It was like January 25th. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like Jesus this Christ. This is not okay. <laughs> I, love, I love the movies. <laughs> That's uh, so good. No, but uh, shit. Yeah, I'm probably because I don't know if I'm gonna see New Mutants or not. But um, I'm probably gonna see this movie a solid two more times. <laughs> <laughs> solid two more times. Because like I could easily actually no, I'm not gonna say that. I was gonna say I could find it somewhere else, probably, probably. to watch. Yeah. But I'm not gonna do that. Good, especially right now. Support the fucking. Yeah, how film ironic it would be industry. if you and I were just like, yeah, man. I want to fucking make movies. Yeah. And then 2021, <laughs> everything is being released <sighs> VOD because theaters just crumbled. I mean, don't get me wrong. We'd still be making movies, but like they wouldn't be on the big screen anymore. One of my goals in life, like I got married. That was one of them. Not me. My other, <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> my other goal is to have one of my films in a fucking movie theater someday and I swear to God, if the movie industry fails <laughs> right now, it survived fucking the Great Depression, World War II, uh, I mean, fucking World War Three almost. I mean, come on. Just survive. <laughs> survive. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, man. The recession? Yeah, the recession? Uh, fuck. Uh, just go to the movies. <laughs> support, support film. Um... It's Chris Nolan. This dude makes a movie once every like four or five years. So right. go see this shit. And uh, have a good time. All right, guys. That's the motherfucking show. We'll <laughs> see you next week. Bye. <laughs>